top of the day to you, TGIF. It is the first day of October 2021. My name is Mike. I'm your host. This is the FBTV podcast. And yes, uh, took off last week. We didn't have one of these last week, but by golly, here we are today. And man, do we have a lot of stuff to talk about. Lots of stuff to talk about. Today's topic, fuel prices. Uh, this is going to be pretty interesting when we get into talking about the fuel prices. Because uh, last week, I had the opportunity to talk to someone that had just exited a major oil company in the office, office job. I'm not talking about down the field. I'm talking about in the office, right there at the heartbeat of company operations where the big decisions are made or not. And what they told me kind of blew me away. Sort of expected it. But come on, the fuel prices are almost a dollar a gallon, a dollar a gallon higher than they were this time last year. And pretty much only one thing has changed. And if you, you can go back to the calendar and look, and the prices started going up, eh, what, November, something like that? So you be the judge. Anyway, going to be talking about that. Also going to be talking about, uh, we, we have a dual topic today, actually. Buying a truck. Buying a truck. If you're, an, if you're a company driver, and you've been thinking about buying a truck, Wait. Wait till you listen to this entire podcast because you may have a change of heart before we get done. All right, today's impossible question. Drum roll. <laughs> That's terrible drum roll. <laughs> All right, people doing this DIY, do it yourself, said Pinterest and YouTube are the top places they search online for ideas. <clears throat> okay, let me try that again. This time, let's try not stuttering. People doing this DIY, do-it-yourself, said Pinterest and YouTube are the top places they search online for ideas. Ideas for what? <clears throat> That's the impossible question. And hopefully this time, i remember to give you the answer before we end up the... Uh, Podcast spot rates from last week up uh, 1.4% for dry vans, flatbeds up a half percent, reefer refrigerated up uh, 0.7%. So they're going the right direction anyway. No spot rates uh, comparisons from last month. We haven't got them yet. It's the first. The month ended yesterday. Next week we will we'll have them. Hey, if you got a question, comment, or anything you want to uh, discuss. You want to talk to us about? Feel free to uh, I am, I am. No, we don't I am here. So feel free to send me a. Feel free. I haven't heard that. What was that we used to have years ago? The IMs. Uh, that what was it? Aim Q Q R. I forget what it was called. Everybody could install it. Everybody had it. You know, kind of like Skype today and things like that. But uh, the first of the instant messaging between computers. But, uh, yeah, I got a question here that came in the other day. Let me pull it up real quick, see if I can find it. Maybe we'll be able to talk about it today, but it may be too, it may take too long. So it may be, uh, 
Maybe next time, next week, we get into it. Uh, okay. Uh, hey, Mike. Hey, thanks for the great advice. I was hoping you can answer a few questions for me. I am three months into my new authority as a broker. I've had two shippers who wanted to contract uh, with me for seasonal loads. I was able to get the rates. Yay, but I am unsure what comes next. Do I send a shipper packet with the broker-shipper agreement, or do I omit the agreement and wait for the shipper to send one? Thanks in advance. All right. Hey, Joan, this is for you. Yeah, I, I, I like your little note here. Work smarter, not harder. I agree with that 100%. Okay, now, uh, a couple of shippers, they wanted to contract for me or with you for seasonal loads. Okay, I don't know what the seasonal loads might be. Thinking Christmas trees, something like that, pumpkins, I don't know. Immaterial. Doesn't matter seasonal or not. Uh, you were able to find rates, that's good. Uh, but you're unsure what comes next. All right. First of all, whenever a customer says, yes, I will work with you as a broker, send them over your shipper packet. That's going to be all the legal documentation they need from you to be able to start using you as one of their brokers. Now. Broker-shipper agreement. Okay, being that you are three months new, you're probably going to have a hard time getting anybody to sign an agreement. Now, the way this generally will work is, uh, well, what I mean by agreement, yeah, there's going to be an agreement, obviously, but it's going to be on a per-load basis, not a contract where you're going to promise to get them 10 trucks a week or something like that because you're just not there yet. Now, in time, as you gain experience, a carrier following, yeah, that's a, a distinct possibility. But right now, you will be working with uh, generally what is known as a transactional contract. So every time you agree to move a load for that customer or any customer as far as that goes, they are going to send you a transactional Contra contract for that load. Now, this transactional contract, although it is a legal term, it's better known as the shipper load confirmation. It's going to have all the details for the load, everything on there, including what they've agreed to pay you. Okay, that, that, make, that makes sense. Yeah, omit the agreement. I want to worry about that right now. But anyway, hopefully... You heard this, Joan, and hopefully, hopefully it helps you out. Anyway, that's how that works. If you've got a question you want to uh, ask, comments, message, whatever, you can email me direct, fbtv at freightbrokertv.com. Go to our website at freightbrokertv.com. There's a contact page and pretty much just about anywhere you find a video or any, just about all the other content, there will be a contact form on that page you can use to... Uh, Ask and submit. All right. So, John, I hope that helped you out. Okay, it's October 1st. Birthdays today. Hey, if you're having a birthday, happy birthday to you. 1924. Jimmy Carter. He's 97 today. Boy, do I have a comment, but I won't. He will not go down in history as a terrible president. Let me just put it that way. <laughs> That's wrong. 1935, Julie Andrews. She was born on this day. Mary Poppins, Sound of Music. Uh, Randy Quaid. I sure do miss that guy. I'm, I hate that he got in all that weird trouble. 
you know, you got to admit, he played he played some weird characters in movies, and obviously, he wasn't too far from real life in those movies. But man, I loved watching that guy. That's Dennis's brother. If you didn't know, today in history, night uh, well, 1896, Yosemite becomes a national park. 1908, the Model T was available. Henry Ford introduced the Model T today in 1908. You know how much? $825. Buy a brand new car for $825. I know, I know people, oh, there's that, 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 that's thin. Yeah, I know, I get that, but still. It's just wrong that a uh, vehicle should cost as much, especially today, man. And we're going to be talking about that later when we're talking about buying a truck. But the prices of new vehicles, or even used as far as that goes, at, uh, today is just ridiculous. 1962, Johnny Carson became the host of The Tonight Show. He uh, premiered on this date back in 1962, uh, replacing Jack Parr. Also in 1960, uh, 1962, The Lucy Show premiered on CBS TV. 1971, you people down in Florida know this one good and well. Walt Disney World opened in Orlando. What else is going on? Things you might need to know. Anything in here? Yeah, best part of waking up. The best part? I'm not going to sing it. The Fo uh, Folgers jingle. Remember that? The best part of waking up. I don't know what this means. Uh, it's for sale. The jingle is for sale. I guess they're selling the rights to it or whatever, but who's going to use it again, right? Here's something you probably want to know. If you like bacon, prices have gone up 28% over the past year, just like fuel has gone up. It's getting more expensive every day, so might want to uh, put some in the freezer. While we're on the subject of pork, <laughs> November 1st, one month from today, it's coming back to celebrate its 40th anniversary. Any idea? The McRib. It's going to be back on uh, November 1st. <clears throat> what else have we got? Uh, <laughs> about 17 million Americans don't have a bank account. Those are the smart ones. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw some articles over the, uh, over the uh, last few days about people crossing the border large thumbs of cash and the government just taking it. Matter of fact, I saw a story somewhere else about something like that. It's, it's ridiculous what the government can do anymore. What we let them do. But anyway, according to USA Today, 22% of us have lost a tooth on vacation. Uh, approximately 10 to 20% of U.S. power outages are caused by squirrels. I get that. 27% of people in a recent survey, I don't know where this survey comes from, but they, they spend over $200 on clothes, transportation, and printing the last time they'd look for a new job. And I promise you, there aren't a lot of people out there looking for new jobs right now. There's jobs everywhere. Everywhere. Makes me wish I was younger and able to... I mean, if, if, if you're looking for a job, there's no reason you can't get one. A lot of this stuff, though, is COVID. People don't want to go back to work in a public space. 
place. COVID. A lot of people turning to work-at-home jobs. You know, where they don't have to leave. Freight brokering. Brokering freight, ideal for somebody wanting to work at home. Because that's where you generally do work, is out of your home. But, uh, and that's what we do at Tautoa. If you weren't aware of that, I'm the lead consultant for Tautoa. We train uh, freight brokers. Well, we consult freight brokers, and our consulting includes in-depth training for our clients that need it. And I had a conversation yesterday with an individual that, I don't know, they got really defensive with me because I was trying to make a point. Uh, if you look at our website at Taltoa, and uh, they kind of took offense to the point I was trying to make. But if you look at the uh, website, uh, we've got three different packages, Taltoa does. Got the basic package, uh, got the uh, standard, then we got the freight broker package. Now, the basic and the standard, they have a pay-as-you-go, a financing option. Well, the freight broker package, it does not. And the reason it does not is simply because it's designed for somebody wanting to be a broker, a freight broker, start their own brokerage, and that's fine. Now, the price for that package is fourteen ninety-five. And the person I was talking to, they kind of took offense, and I explained, look, you know, the reason it's that way, because it's really designed for somebody wanting to be a freight broker. And bottom line, if... Fourteen ninety-five is a struggle for somebody wanting to start their own freight brokerage. They should step back and think about it. And oh, that just went all over them. Matter of fact, they were nice, but I know they want to just hang up on me. <laughs> they, but seriously, you've got to have some capital. Just don't go out here and start a freight brokerage company because it's easy to do. You can. You can start a freight brokerage company for less than a couple of thousand dollars. But you've got expenses. You've got to pay the trucks. You can't wait for the money to come. A lot of people think, well, you know, how's that? They're not sure how that works. But yeah, the broker's generally paying the truck before they see a dime from their customers. So you have to be financially able to do that. And a lot of people use factoring companies, or they think they should. I know there's a lot of these freight broker training schools out there that talk about, hey, you know, Use a factoring company. For a broker, that's not a real good idea for a lot of reasons. Number one reason, uh, well, you're, you're giving away your profit, a lot of it anyway. Yes, you will be able to pay the truck, but how are you going to pay your expenses? How are you going to make money? See what I mean? You know? And probably one of the worst things about a factoring company, if your client, your customer, that you're trying to uh, build a relationship with. If that client is one day late on an invoice, that factoring company will start dunning your customer. They will start their collection calls, and it probably won't take too long before your customer wants nothing to do with you, and you have nothing, and you have no control over those people. Now, I know a factoring company is going to swear up and down, hey, you know, we, we're polite. Yeah, but that's not the point. You know, I've told, I, I had a client one time, you know, we, we had a high volume with this client, a couple hundred thousand dollars a month or whatever. And uh, they would always pay their freight bill on the 45th day. Now, to a lot of people, that's not acceptable. And you've got to choose, pick and choose what's going to be acceptable per client. Now, if I've got one client, you know, moving a couple of loads a month and they pay on the 45th day, 
nah, not going to work out. But if I've got a client moving a huge volume of freight like that, and I know they're going to pay, it's just going to be on the 45th day, like this client I had, no problem. I'll carry it. Because I know the money I'm making off that client. You see what I'm saying? But you got to have the money to pay the trucks. You want to pay the trucks as quick as you can, preferably less than 28, maybe even 30 days. All right. If you want to talk more about that, give me a shout. You can call me at Top Toy, 479-668-0838. Shoot me an email through uh, FreightBrokerTV.com, FBTV at FreightBrokerTV. I'll be happy to help you out any way I can. All right, Alabama, today, your fuel tax rates go up. The state of Alabama's third installment of a recent fuel tax increase takes effect today, 2019. Governor Ivey signed into law a bill to increase fuel tax rates for the first time in nearly 30 years. Dubbed the Rebuild Alabama Act, the two-year-old law authorizes tax rates to be increased by 10 cents over three years. So in 2019, the gas tax rate was raised by $0.06 to $0.24 a gallon. Diesel rate increased uh, $0.06 to $0.25 one year ago. A follow-up increase of $0.02 was applied for gas and diesel, bringing the rates up to $0.26 and $0.27, respectfully. And the third of these uh, three increases go into effect starting today. New gas rate will be 28 cents a gallon, and diesel will be at 29 cents a gallon. Roll tide. (laughs) New Jersey fuel tax rates. Hey, here's something good news for you. If you're in New Jersey, the fuel tax rate's going to go down starting today, one year after the state increased taxes on gas and diesel purchases by nearly a dime. Almost the same decrease will be going into effect today. Each October, the state revises gas and diesel rates to adjust for any shortage or surplus during the prior fiscal year. As a result, starting today, an 8.3 cent decrease in fuel tax or fuel rates uh, takes effect. NJDT, New Jersey Department of Transportation, says the reduction is the result of fuel tax revenues over the past year matching with projections. Change is a uh, sharp contrast to last year's almost 10 cent hike that was attributed to tax revenues falling below projections and obviously COVID-19 was blamed for that. So New Jersey, good. Alabama, you're paying more at the pump. All right, this is a big deal that's been being talked about here lately. Well, CPAP devices that had a big recall a while back. FMCSA is being advised to give drivers 90 days to replace recalled CPAP devices. A medical advisory board to the FMCSA has recommended that medical examiners be permitted to offer truck drivers alternative treatment options to sleep apnea machines that are subject to a massive recall. The advisory board recommended that examiners be given up to... Uh, 90 days to find options that can provide the same level of treatment as the recalled Philips Respironics. Again, that were recalled, being pulled off the market. A recent study estimated that almost 28% of commercial uh, truck drivers, motor vehicle drivers, have mild to severe sleep apnea. So almost 3 out of 10 drivers, if untreated, 
The condition can cause drivers to become fatigued, fatigued, putting them at risk for crashes. Back 15, 16 years ago, my doctor was trying to get me to uh, go to a sleep apnea clinic to study, you know. I don't know how they do it today, but back then you went to the clinic and you spent the night there and they hook you up to all these devices. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they diagnose if you had sleep apnea or not. I don't know how they do it now. Maybe the same. But uh, I told him, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> kind of ticked him off. <laughs> this doctor eventually fired me because I wouldn't do what he wanted me to do. And a lot of it had to do with that sleep apnea thing. Yeah, he said, why? Why? Why won't you go? You save your life. I said, well, here's, here's the way I look at it. Let's say, I go, let's say I go to this clinic and I get diagnosed with sleep apnea. And you give me a machine. All right. One day I'm walking down the sidewalk. I step off the road and splat. Big old Freightliner, Peterbilt, Kenworth, whatever comes along and just rolls over me. Kills me right there dead. I go, I get it. You know, I, I get up to the pearly gates and there's, there's God. And I go, God, you know, I'm glad to be here. But of all the ways to take me, why a big truck? Running me over, plowing me over like 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 an armadillo on a Texas highway. Why? I did not want God to look at me. I do not want God to look at me and say, well, I was going to take you in your sleep, but... Get the idea. He didn't think it was funny either, but I did. <laughs> anyway, that's neither here nor there. Let's see. Alan Lankford, Chief Science Officer for Sleep Safe Drivers, said his group has been contacted by a couple of hundred drivers who have been on CPAP devices but have stopped worrying them due to the recall because apparently the filters are something there's plastic or it's not filtering out bad stuff so you could be inhaling all this garbage anyway Lankford said there is a supply chain issue and it's very difficult to get replacement devices so a shortage the drivers have been placed on LOAs, leave of absence, absences. We've also heard from some of the medical examiners, and this is from Lankford again, who tell them, frankly, that even though they understand the situation and that it's unfortunate, they are bound to go by the regulations and can't look the other way. In other words, hey, if you can't get something to replace that CPAP device that uh, got recalled, <laughs> you're out of work. The board, however, said the agency's medical, medical examiners should still consider any driver with untreated severe sleep apnea as immediately disqualified. See what I mean? Don't know. We'll have to wait and see how that turns out. But anyway, trying to get that 90-day waiver. They can figure out something before they start telling the drivers to get off the truck. Like, we already don't have a shortage of drivers. Then uh, we could do this uh, vaccine mandate thing on drivers. And uh, now the CPAPs. Folks, the hits just keep on coming. <laughs> All right, let's talk about buying a truck today. Buying a truck today. If you're thinking about buying a truck today because you've been, you're a company driver and you've been watching the load boards, maybe you're an owner-operator leased on 
to a trucking company. You've been watching those load boards. You've been seeing the rates. Just like I said earlier, the rates this week for dry vans are up. Flatbeds up. Reefers are up. Yeah, you look at those. You look at those numbers, and you hear everybody talking about shortage, shortage, shortage. And you're thinking, hey, prime time. Let's do it. All right. First of all, if you're an owner operator and you're watching the load boards and you make a decision to get your own authority and buy a trailer so you can be your own trucking company because you're going to use a freight broker as a dispatcher, hang it up. You're already out of business. I know people don't like to hear that. I know there are trucking companies out there that use a broker for 100% of their loads. <coughs> That's not a good idea. You're giving up a percentage of that rate every time you use a broker. That's how a broker makes money. How a broker makes money. Usually it's the customer telling the broker how much they're going to pay to move a load. The broker's taking a cut off the top and offering that to you. The uh, trucking company. A broker, I always tell my clients, we're the most misused tool in the transportation industry. A broker should only be used for backhauls only. A trucking company should have their own customers. That's where they've gone in. They sat down across the table, hammered out a contract, getting the best rate possible. Nobody's getting their hands on that money except the trucking company. So if a uh, trucking company has a load picking up in Texas from one of their own customers where they're making their big bucks, maybe that load's going to Georgia. Well, when they get to Georgia, they get unloaded. They want to get back to Texas as quick as they can because that's where their customer is. So that's when they use a broker. They're willing to give up a percentage for the convenience of getting that truck back as quick as they can. Now, if you got if you got customers and you know they're going to be your customers, hey, go for it. But understand, do not... <laughs> Do not use the current rates you see on load boards as the base of your business plan. Those rates are going to come down. Eventually, those rates are going to come down. Yes, right now we got a lot of issues. COVID, we got uh, vaccine mandates. That's going to hit. It just hasn't happened yet. I mean, the uh, trucking. And it probably has started. Uh, you know, the CPAP machines, I mean, you know, that's, you know, well, three out of 10 drivers, you know, they, you know, that's, that's, uh, that's 30% of the workforce driver force out there with CPAP. I, it's just, it's crazy. <clears throat> and they making it harder and harder and harder. It's like, it's like I've always said, they got people up there behind the desk in Washington that wouldn't know what a glow, glow plug was. Couldn't start a truck if they had to. I know there's not glow plugs in trucks today, but you know what I'm talking about if you've been around the industry. They're making rules and making these laws up as they go, and they don't have a clue what they're doing. They don't even know what the law is for most of the time, I would imagine, but it's the way it is. Now, another thing, too, if you're a company driver, you've got to keep this in mind. Prices for a used truck is skyrocketing. Normally, what a lot of these used trucks get on the market because uh, the big fleets, well, they trade their old equipment in so they can get new equipment. But guess what? 
there is no new, equi- new equipment because the big trucking companies, they can't get their hands on it because of all the shortages. Wild, huh? Carriers can't get new trucks, so that's forcing them to hang on to their old trucks, which is making a shortage for used trucks. So there's a shortage. All One shortage is compounding another shortage, which is compounding another shortage. Uh, it's talking about trickle-down. Here you go. But you get the idea, right? So maybe right now is not the best time in the world for buying a truck. For maybe starting your own trucking company. Unless you've got customers and you know you have customers that will work with you. But the big warning is uh, drivers, owner-operators... If you're seeing those high rates on the load board, remember, that's what a broker is paying a truck. That's not what the shipper's paying the broker, first of all. So if you add money to that rate, yeah, you're thinking, holy cow. Yeah. But those rates are going to come down, so keep keep that in mind. All right. We are going to run over today. I can see that already. Well, no vote on infrastructure yesterday. Nancy Pelosi is planning on uh, forcing a vote today. At least that's the current headline I saw just a moment ago before we started here. I don't know. Anyway, despite a long night of frantic negotiations, Democrats were unable lately yesterday to reach an immediate deal to salvage Joe's $3.5 trillion <laughs> government overhaul. Jeez. You know, you know that thing, what was it I read the other day? That thing's about as thick as two New York City phone books. How can they pass something like that? You know, they don't know what's in that thing. $3.5 trillion worth of government spending's in that thing. But, uh... You know, like Nancy said years ago, we'll know what's in it when we pass it. So, <laughs> I just have to shake my head. Hey, if you got a Cascadia, Freightliner Cascadia, is that it? Yeah, Freightliner Cascadia due to, uh, well, if you got a Freightliner Cascadia, 400, uh, 450, 460 of those are being recalled. Uh, it's for the 2022 model, Cascadia, with Cummins motor. Battery boxes mounted between the frame rail built at Cleveland Manufacturing Plant between April 2021 and July 2021. Well, April 1, 2021 and July 12th of this year. According to the NHTSA, the exhaust pipe outlet, also known as the exhaust pipe mitigator, might have been misinstalled. Might have been. Facing the tip towards the battery boxes mounted directly above the frame, or above between the frame rail, this could uh, actually cause the battery box to melt and uh, increase the risk of fire. Daimler Trucks of North America, they said they're going to be notifying dealers and customers of the recall via certified mail next month, November 14th. Repairs will be conducted at DTNA, Daimler 
Trucks North America certified service facilities. No remedy for repairs have been established yet. Owners can contact uh, Daimler Customer Service 1 800 57 or 547 rather 0712. That's 800 547 0712. The recall number FL 901. And HTSA's recall number is 21V 715. So keep an eye out for that. All right, I saw an article. I'm going to talk about this. I really don't have time, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. Big headline, Load Smart Home Depot launch supply-led platform for flatbeds. I had to read this about three or four times to try to, have, to try to make this article make any sense at all. And the more I read it, the more I could see right through it. I mean, it's business, but... Who's really making the money here? I I read this article, and there was something in this article I read. I had to read it three times to make sure I was reading it right. You'll see what I'm talking about here in a moment. LoadSmart launched a platform in partnership with the Home Depot that helps facilitate flatbed backhauls. <clears throat> right. By focusing on supply, the company was announced a couple of days ago. <clears throat> okay. Uh, that 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 kind of got my attention. Okay, they're they're going to facilitate flatbed backhauls by focusing on supply. Supply of what? Hmm. Flatbed uh, uh, flatbed messenger. I guess that's through LoadSmart is an automa- automated supply led flatbed platform that pairs com- capacity and price to a shipment instead of the reverse. It pairs capacity and price instead of price to capacity. I, I, it is what it is. All right, here's the, uh, here's the one I really had to read three or four times to make sure I was reading this right. The partnership helps to overcome obstacles in this approach by providing dedicated flatbed capacity to other shippers. Okay, here, 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 it, here it comes. Are you ready? At lower rates. So Home Depot's partnered up with the uh, load mark. And you know somebody's making money on this deal. I'm sure Home Depot is, but you know LoadSmart is. What they're trying to do is uh, set it up so they can pay trucks less. They use terms in here like... uh, let me find it. Okay, capacity. Uh, I should have highlighted this stuff. Backhaul. Demand. I'm sitting here going through. I should have highlighted it because I thought, oh, man, you're using these words that you're trying to confuse people. Fragmented. That's the big word. Fragmented. They keep on yelling, the flatbed market's fragmented. What it sounds like to me is uh, LoadSmart said, hey, you got all these trucks coming into your place. Let's work together and and, uh, you'll make some money off this too. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's why I'm kind of seeing it from what they... They're they're trying to sell a digital load board is what they're trying to do. And it sounds like it's going to be a bid board that's going to benefit the shipper and not the carrier. But what the heck? You're looking for a backhaul anyway. 
Well, if they control it, guess what? <laughs> you know, that's one thing, you know, people always ask me about these bid boards, you know, where shippers post their freight. I always recommend stay away from them. You know, a shipper's using that. If the shipper's using a bid board because they've been sold a bill of goods, hey, we're going to save you money. And, and this article right here tells you, the partnership helps to overcome obstacles in this approach by providing dedicated flatbed capacity to other shippers at lower rates. In other words, we've got all these trucks, and now we will control the rate we pay the truck, and that's going to save us money. Do you see what's wrong with that picture? It's not. It's just not right. You know, that's why I always tell people, don't worry about these digital load boards. We've had, you know, over at Tautoy, we've had companies like, I'm not saying LoadSmart did, I don't know if they did or not, I doubt it. But we've had people contact us wanting us to teach them the ins and outs of brokering freight, and they were flat out honest about it because they wanted to make a digital load board that would work the same way as a broker. And it's impossible because you can't take the human element out. <clears throat> yeah, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be fads that come and go with these digital marketplace bid boards. I call them bid boards. But the problem is, when you start taking the uh, human element out, you take away the negotiation. And you've got to have the negotiation. You can't just put a price up there and say, okay, this is what we're paying. You know, because the customer, okay, here's the deal. If the customer has loads, they've got to get to their customer. Okay, the shipper. We'll call the shipper the customer. If they got customers, they've got to get loads to in order to fulfill an order. They can't just put a rate on the load board and wait. You know, the, if I'm their customer, I'm going to be going, hey, forget it, buddy. I'm tired of waiting. I want my load, you know. And 99.9% and of the time anyway, the, uh, the two are discussing the transportation rates. You know, that's why a lot of times, you know, people say, well, you know, the, this, this manufacturer says they don't handle the transportation their customer does. Yeah find the customer well that's because you know that that way they can control the transportation cost these bed boards don't control anything you know they're feeding these people a bill of goods and uh you know it comes right down to it and this one here it just cracked me up that's what really caught my eye that they're just telling us flat out hey we're gonna we're working with home depot to control everything and get the rates lower for shippers, meaning the trucking company is going to make less. But see, they know you want to make less. You're willing to make less because it's a backhaul. But where did you get your load going to Home Depot? If you got it from a broker, now you're doing exactly what I was talking about a moment ago. You know. Anyway, keep an eye on that. I see stuff like that, and I just shake my head and go, "What is wrong?" But anyway, I tell you what's wrong. Everybody got a trophy. That's when it all started. Everyone got a trophy. But anyway, all right, let's finish up today. Let's talk about fuel prices. I had a call last week, came in from an ex-employee of a major oil company. Not going to name names, not going to talk about the company name or anything like that. And they were inquiring about getting into uh, freight brokering, the transportation business, now that they had retired. Forced retirement? Probably. They chose to, elected to, because they were given the opportunity. Because the oil company was having to cut people. And the reason they're having to cut people... In the, we were having a conversation I had to ask, okay? And I had it in my head, why? But I brought it up. Hey, 
prices at the pump, they're almost a dollar higher than they were a year ago. Why? Oh, talk about getting on their soapbox. They did. And I was right there with them. But what they told me totally blew me away. You know why? Because apparently, apparently, the government has capped production for these oil companies. They have capped domestic production. Yeah, we got oil. There's oil here. They shut down the pipeline, but they've capped domestic production with oil companies in the United States, forcing the oil companies to buy supply from OPEC because they're not allowed to produce it themselves. Isn't that nuts? And the prices keep on going up. And if the trucks are paying more at the fuel, you're going to be paying more for your coffee. That McRib we got for a couple of bucks 40 years ago, if that. Yeah, probably six or seven bucks. <laughs> Nuts. Anyway, it is what it is, right? Fuel prices up 2.1 cents for diesel this week. Gasoline down. Point zero nine cents. Today is uh, homemade cookie day. Always like that. International Raccoon Appreciation Day. Yeah, nothing like uh, appreciating the uh, the raccoons you find in your garbage can. <laughs> denim Day, National Denim Day, and of course, being October first, it's National Pumpkin Spice Day. So. Your choice, whatever you want. I'm going for homemade cookie day, pumpkin spice day. I like pumpkin, but when it, this time of year it gets old real quick because they feel like they gotta put it in everything. No, I don't want pumpkin in my stew. No, I don't want pumpkin on my steak. No, I do not want pumpkin on my asparagus, please. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here for way too long. Hey, have a good, it's Friday, TGIF. Have a good weekend, we'll talk to you next week. Have a great Friday, unless, of course, you've made other plans. Take care.